Mary and Joseph did not consummate their marriage. Mary remained a virgin for her entire life, and so we, we know that's the case. So here's this doctrine of marriage being matrimony, needing the sexual embrace in order to be complete, right? On the other hand, the doctrine where Mary and Joseph uh, did not consummate their marriage and the sexual embrace, therefore, okay, here's the disconnect. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So, a little while back, I made a video about how every time a couple enters into the sexual embrace, they are renewing uh, their wedding vows, and actually, it's participating in the grace of the sacrament. They're hopefully, if as St. Thomas Aquinas had said, every time a husband and wife come together in the marital embrace in a state of grace, they're going in grace and glory, that um, the sexual embrace is actually an essential part of matrimony, essential part of the sacrament of marriage. A number of people reached out and said, okay, interesting. What about Mary and Joseph? Are you saying they weren't sacramentally married? And I thought, that's a great question. Here's two things about that. One, I think it's incredible and incredibly good to ask questions. Like, to ask those theological questions about, huh, let me apply this to someone else's life. It's really good to ask the question, but here's what I would say. One of the things a lot of these videos are for are not necessarily, hey, apply this to your neighbor's lives. Or, hey, apply this to your children's lives, your parents' lives, or someone else's life, even Mary and Joseph. These videos are actually meant to say, hey, apply this to your life. And I wonder sometimes, again, it's really good to ask those theological questions and apply the, this new doctrine you might not, not have known to this old doctrine that you might have known before and try to like, make sense of it. It's called synthesis, it's great. Um, but at the same time, uh, the reason, again, that the driving force behind a lot of these videos that I try to make at least are, let's apply them to my life. Let's apply them to my own life, or one's, one's own life. Therefore, you might have done that. You also might have just said, I'm not going to apply this to my life. What about Mary and Joseph? And kind of try to skirt around the, <laughs> the issue. But allow it to apply to your life. If the sacrament of matrimony, you're part of that, you're in that, or you're preparing for that, then to recognize the role of the sexual embrace in the sacrament of matrimony is not just, oh, now you can do this because you're married. It's, no, this is actually an essential part of what it is to be married. You're growing in grace and in glory as often as you give yourself to your spouse and are received by your spouse and they give themselves back to you, it's an incredible, it's, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, it's a gift of the Lord. Okay, but let's actually answer that question. Um, were Mary and Joseph sacramentally married? The answer is no, they weren't sacramentally married. Why? Because one of the definitions of the sacrament is a sacred sign instituted by Christ that gives grace. So, campers, we know that Jesus Christ did not pre-institute the sacrament of matrimony before he was incarnated, right? So we, we recognize that there's a little, little little trouble there. They were not sacramental marriage. Now, at the same time, the church refers to matrimony as the primor primordial sacrament, right? The <sighs> sacrament from prehistory, essentially, because I love this. There's this prayer of blessing um, in the marriage rite that says, uh, it's the one gift that was not forfeited by original sin nor washed away by the flood. Like, super good, right? And I'll say that again, because it's really great. Marriage is the one blessing that was not forfeited by original sin nor washed away by the flood. So good. At the same time, as a primordial sacrament, it's not the same thing as saying it's one of the seven sacraments. So, no, Mary and Joseph were validly married, but they were not sacramentally married because, um, there you go, the sacraments didn't exist, except the primordial sacrament. Now, are there cases when someone uh, sorry, not just someone, two someones, a husband and wife, might enter into marriage and not consummate their, their uh, relationship, not consummate the sacrament. There are certain cases where a person could enter into what they call a Josephite marriage, meaning Mary and Joseph, right? That's really exceptional, meaning it's not the norm. It's incredibly exceptional. And one would have to ask the question of, 
uh, whether or not even that so the sacraments ratified. We already said this at the last video. The sacraments ratified at the vows. It's only consummated with the sexual embrace. So that can be done, but it's not necessarily very normal. Now, another question people asked was, "Are you saying that that the sexual embrace is necessary for the sacrament?" Yes. What if someone can't enter the sexual embrace? Like, what if it's actually physically impossible? And the answer to that question is, then it's not a sacrament. And I know that at first glance, that can sound really cruel. That can sound incredibly exclusive. And I totally understand that because there are great people, great people who desire to enter the sacrament of matrimony who are unable to because of some kind of uh, physical inability to consummate the, the marriage vows. In order to understand this, I like the analogy that a man named Christopher West, Christopher West is this great teacher on the theology of the body and he gave this, this analogy that just has always stuck with me and it clarifies that the church's teaching on this is not cruel, it's not rooted in exclusivity, but it's simply rooted in what marriage is. That marriage is the one relationship that uh, is in some ways defined by the sexual embrace. Now, we live in a, in, a, in a world, right, where people enter into the sexual embrace outside of marriage all of the time, and that is considered incredibly normal. But we have to understand that the one relationship in which the sexual embrace is actually the norm is marriage. So here's the example. The analogy is this. Say you're trying to make chocolate chip cookies, but you don't have any chocolate chips. You have everything else. You have whatever it takes to make chocolate chip cookies except chocolate chips. So you have the flour and you have eggs and you have sugar, whatever the other ingredients are, you've got all those ingredients, but you don't have chocolate chips, then you can't make chocolate chip cookies, right? No matter how, like, but no, no, have everything else. That's wonderful. You do everything, everything else. What you'll make are cookies, but it is impossible to make chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips. Yes. Someone say, but I have all the other ingredients. There's all these other good things here. You say, absolutely you do, but you don't have the one ingredient that's necessary to make those cookies into chocolate chip cookies. And something similar, analogous, is true when it comes to matrimony, sacrament of marriage, is you can have friendship and generosity and, and commitment and you can have love and you have all these great things, but without the sexual embrace, you have a lot of good things, but you don't have marriage. So the church's teaching isn't rooted in cruelty. It's not rooted in exclusivity. It's not rooted in trying to just push people away, or trying to, but it's rooted in the fact that in order to have chocolate chip cookies, you need chocolate chips. In order to have matrimony, you need the sexual embrace. Without chocolate chips, you have something good, but they're not chocolate chip cookies. Without sexual embrace, it something, could be something good, but it's not marriage. I hope that makes sense because um, it's, it's a painful cross for so many people to, bear, to carry to say to those who cannot enter in the sexual embrace. It can be really, really painful. So if that's you, it doesn't mean you can't have a long relationship. It doesn't mean you can't have a long-lasting relationship with, of, of commitment and of love. It just means that we can't call that marriage because there is an ingredient to matrimony that is necessary, and that is the sexual embrace between a man and a woman. Hopefully that makes sense. Maybe that wasn't a question you asked. Maybe it was something you're like, ah, too much information, Father. Uh, move on to the next topic. Okay, we will. <laughs> Anyways, from all this here to Sense Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.